Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast, featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. You know, that old statement, we are living in interesting times, has perhaps never felt truer than right now. Global pandemic, racial unrest, social unrest, tremendous economic upheaval, a moral revolution in play, political upheaval, fires, you know, concern about can we send our kids back to school safely or not. Woo, it is a lot. It is a lot that we're navigating right now. And fear and uncertainty is swirling, just ratcheted up and up by the 24-7 corporate media culture. And the truth is, looks like none of it's going to go away anytime soon. It is a little overwhelming, and there can be a tendency to just like zone out, hit Netflix, and binge, baby binge. And I have done a little bit of that myself. But today, Lawrence and I are going to be talking, uh, sharing what we hope is a call to action, because every one of us is important and needed right now. And we cannot allow ourselves to go to a place of zone out for very long. We are each a unique expression of God, and we have a role to play right now. As people who, who are aware that we're spiritual beings having a crazy human experience, we literally have an opportunity to alter the course of history, to curve the arc, so that this time of upheaval actually gives birth to a new world. We're all here for a reason. There is a term that I absolutely love. It's called chaotic. It's C-H-A-O-R-D-I-C. And it's the, it, it's the description of when chaos and order exist at the same time. And it's the further description of when new order can bubble up out of pockets of chaos. That, I think, is where we are right now. And we can either look at all the things swirling around before us as big problems, or we can look at them as projects, or even as adventure. We all collectively right now are in the project of moving toward remaking our world. We're in the awesome adventure of, of the potentiality of creating a kinder, more just, saner nation and global society. For me, I, I find this tremendously exciting. Yes, sometimes overwhelming, but tremendously exciting time to be alive. We're here now for a reason, each and every one of us. And I am hoping, I'm, I'm inviting each of us throughout this service to hold the question, let it perk within you, what is mine to do right now in these wild times? Lawrence, what do you have to say about that? I want to just acknowledge Sylvia. You oh. are my longest retained relationship here in Bend since 1999 <laughs> when I first arrived. And you were the first person I was introduced to through someone who recommended me at City Hall. I said, yeah. you and Sylvia need to get together. Well, it was my good luck. So, so. And mine too. And our relationship has gone through the ups and downs of life, just as you were speaking about. And because we have been together, we have both grown tremendously. Mm -hmm. And we've seen opportunities when others have seen destruction in the making. Um, and that's where we are today. Uh, you know, what you just were talking about reminds me of the uh, competitions in, say, the uh, Olympics, 
where we're reaching the, uh, the final line and we are a nanosecond away from mm -hmm. victory or total mm -hmm. destruction mm -hmm. because we are pushing ourselves beyond our known limits. And what has been familiar to us in the past is no longer yeah. the valid path into the future, but it is a foundation for us because our experience provides the wisdom for us to make new choices based on a higher level of understanding and inspiration. And that's where we are right now. Yeah, I could not agree with that more. You know, I've heard a lot of people in New Thought talk about, um, I've come here because I don't really feel like I fit in elsewhere or I'm a bit of a misfit. And what I say to that now is, if you feel like you're a misfit, rejoice. <laughs> you know, if your life doesn't look like everything you see on TV, rejoice. Because to, yeah. <laughs> to your point, yes. Yes, let's rejoice all the, all the misfits. All right. yeah, let's because our, you know, I wrote an article a, a while back that's gotten some pretty big coverage. And, it, and, it, and the point was, normal was killing us. This is not a time when we just want to go back to normal. Because that may have been the comfort zone, but it wasn't very comfortable. Right. And there is no returning to the way it was. Because too many things have shifted. And for good reason. Yeah, for good the reason. reason that we are in this predicament right now is that we need to make a transition into a preferred future that is more intelligent, more ecologically sound, and in keeping with nature. Definitely. You know, one of the points that Lawrence and I really wanted to get across today in this talk and just kind of having a conversation and um, is, the, is the Morpheus in Matrix, Matrix once said that knowing the path is different from walking the path. And with unity, one of our five principles is action. It's right action. And so we're going to talk, as we go through this talk, uh, just sharing some actions that folks can take. And before we go there, I do, wanna, I do want to just acknowledge there's a lot of people taking a lot of action right now. We know we're not talking to a bunch of slackers out and about. And in this community here itself, we've got people actively in the marches and the rallies. We've got people making masks by the hundreds for folks in need of, including Lawrence's wife. Uh, we've got people who are helping others one-on-one, -on -one, and we've got people who are holding, are holding prayer and meditation and intention for this time. So action is critically important. Yeah, and I think, too, we need to rely on greater understanding of the principles of nature because we are an integral part of nature yeah. and um, we have the consciousness that is unique in nature and we need to use that consciousness that is in keeping with the natural order and balance. Otherwise, we are our own worst enemies and it, it seems to me right now that we are at this precipice where our scientific knowledge is exponentially advanced, and yet our spiritual advancement has been lacking in terms of integrating the, the, the balance of science and psychology, for instance, and spiritual uh, uh, illumination. And you know, one of the fundamental principles of nature is balance. Mm -hmm. And we are part of an ecosystem that is in balance in general because they, we are each 
interdependent and interactive. When we, we se separate ourselves from the ecosystem, everything goes into chaos, and that's what's happening right now. Yeah, I, I really agree with you on that. You know, I think we, we wound up in a global viral pandemic because we have had, going into it, a pandemic of negative thinking, a pandemic of belief in separation, a pandemic of believing that we could completely undermine the, 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 the health of our planet and go on. Um, I don't remember who said it, but I heard long, long time ago that we, we call ourselves homo sapiens, which means wise man, but more accurate might have been like, like um, a, a homo creative or homo sort of um, tech, techno homo, because you're exactly right. Our technology outstripped our wisdom. Yeah. And we're at a point now where we get to birth more wisdom into this time. It reminds me of one of Einstein's uh, references to nuclear power. And he said, you know, nuclear power uh, in the hands of nations as they are now is like giving razor blades to kids to play with. Unless we have the spiritual and intellectual maturity to accept that responsibility, what we consider a form of security is our worst weapon against ourselves. Yeah, it is an interesting time. So, so bring us into a little bit more that you wanted to talk with about specific actions. Okay, so one of the actions I feel is essential is that we become prepared for uh, the challenges that, that lie ahead. The pandemic has become a pandemic because we were ill, we were Ill prepared. In fact, we were not prepared at all. We have to look at the need for building up our infrastructure so that we are prepared to face challenges that are inevitably going to be coming as part of nature's way so that we are not vulnerable but we are prepared to take action and be agents of transformation instead. I, I really agree. I think what you're getting at is, um, I can't remember if I said it before I meant to, I'm off my script. Um, I believe the actions we, we do need to take right now are both inner action and outer action. And the inner action is the healing of our own minds. It's the it's the, it's the really embracing this wild time to awaken and to activate and actualize each of our potential as powerful spiritual beings. Mm -hmm. And then we also take action in the outer world, which is in part bringing about a new society. And some of these choices um, collectively are going to be important as well. I wanted to share with this group the, 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 the concept of sacred activism. Because I believe that's the kind of action that we need in the outer realm right now. And there is a, a well-known um, author and speaker in the sacred activism realm. His name is Andrew Harvey. And I want to read um, his definition of sacred activism. He says that sacred activism is the fusion of a mystic's passion for God with the activist's passion for justice, creating a third fire which is the burning sacred heart that longs to help preserve and nurture every living thing. I just absolutely love that because I do think, to bring Einstein in again, as a lifelong activist myself, I absolutely know that we're not gonna be able to make 
the big powerful changes so many of us want if we're coming at it from the same level of thinking that created the problem in the first place, which was Einstein's warning. So um, I do think that, that this is a time, you know, I might offend some folks here, but I hear a lot in certain spiritual circles that, you know, ours is to pray and ours is to meditate, and that's how we bring positive change. And I agree that those are crucially important, but in this time, I don't feel that those are enough. I believe we must be doing that inner work and we also each must step out of our comfort zones and step into some actual action using our unique gifts and talents in this time. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we really need to recognize is that within just a couple of months, we each have an opportunity to vote. Mm. And that is an essential part of the democratic concept and principle. And that is within nature an opportunity that is extraordinary because we can choose a preferred future based upon the leadership that we endorse. And uh, it's very easy for us to just slough it off and say it doesn't matter, but by God, it does matter. And if you're not willing to vote in this country, then maybe you should be somewhere else. Ooh. So, wow. yeah. So, I mean, what's the point of being part of a democracy that is dysfunctional because you're not actively involved with yeah, it? Yeah, we do. We, we need, this is an all hands on deck moment. <laughs> and for, again, for this group, for people who know that, that this, is a, this is a moment, this is a time of spiritual evolution or potentially devolution. Right. And this is a time especially for spiritual practitioners to be all hands on deck in many, many areas. I think one part of it, Sylvia, is, and I think that's part of your background too, and mine in my own way, uh, uh, coming, myself coming from a Jewish background, you have Indian blood in you, mm -hmm. uh, and we could look around and see that we're all surrounded by people who, whose ancestors have come from other lands, other, other cultures, some of whom are from the indigenous peoples of this land that, that we have inherited unjustly. Um, but we, we can do the right thing now by honoring that diversity, giving thanks to them who have nurtured this, this environment and made it possible for us all to thrive. And those who have gone through the challenges and the tremendous difficulties of getting here in the first place. Uh, we would not be here if it weren't for yeah. them. Yeah. So we need to give thanks and acknowledge them as part of the healing process to make us whole again. And that is a spiritual fulfillment of our destiny, I feel. Yeah, I really agree with you. I feel that, you know, this is an uncomfortable time, but it's often uncomfortable when you lance old wounds that have been festering, and that's where we're at. We, we are in a time to bring such profound healing, and those shadows have bubbled up, and that's a good thing, because yeah. we get to address them now collectively. I think this is such an amazing time to be alive. I'm so grateful to be here uh, right now. Uh, you know, and I, I also wanted to mention, um, to your mentioning your Jewish background. I'm in Unity Ministerial School right now, and one of the courses that I'm currently in, 
one of the books that we're using, I can't remember the rabbi's name, but it was written by a rabbi, and it's called There Is No Messiah and You're It. Right. And, the, and the point is, None of us can wait. None of us can sit back and wait for someone else to come in and rescue us. We all have to be our own rescuers in dealing with our own consciousness, and we often are messiahs for others when we don't even realize it. That can happen through the simple act of kindness. It can happen through the bigger act of supporting a person financially or what have you, which this community, it, there's a lot of messiahs in this community. I think of it, too, in natural context of... Um, the grand uh, tr trees that are the largest living mm. organisms in, on this planet start from a very humble little seed. And we could think of ourselves as that seed that is planted in the, the soil. And we grow roots. And, and we do not make a, our presence felt until we have developed those roots to send this initial shoot above the surface of the earth. That's where I see us right now. We're coming into a new sense of wholeness. We're coming into a new world, just I as that plant it. is. Yep. And we become the tree of life with the branches that extend outward and bear fruit and the, the nurturance and the nourishment for all of the life within the ecosystem uh, that it is interactive with. And uh, we need to be embracing the diversity of our human family in the same way as part of an ecosystem of a global community. Otherwise, we are cutting off, just as what nature would be cutting off the roots of our very ecosystem, saying, well, here's a more pure form that is independent and all the rest are dispensable. That doesn't work. I really appreciate you. We're coming up kind of to the close of the time of our talk. I so appreciate you sharing your wisdom here. I'm going to um, close with just a couple more comments, and then so everyone knows, then we're going to roll into meditation after that. So thank you so much, Lawrence. You. You are, you're a godsend, my dear friend. <laughs> yep. So in getting myself, um, trying to get myself sort of revved up for this talk, I uh, went back to one of my all-time favorite series of movies, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I knew I would have some supporters here. And there's, there's Aragorn's phenomenal um, uh, talk when, he is at, when they're at the, at the battle at the Black Gate and his troops are terrified. And he says to them, my version of this, there may come a time when we as New Thought practitioners decide that making this world better is too much work, but it is not this day. There may come a time when we say, I'm just too tired, too busted, I'm not going to take action, but it is not this day. This day, let this day be the day when we all fully step in and say, we are going to be agents of transition right now, even if it's uncomfortable. Let this be the day when we say we are going to create a pandemic of loving, nurturing kindness. We are going to create a pandemic of beautiful, healthy relationships amongst ourselves and all of our fellow human beings and amongst our relationship with this planet. That's the kind of pandemic that we are going to lay down. And I am inviting everyone to just 
lean into that action. You know, as the old structures break down, as those cracks show up, we get to be like the flowers pushing up through the cracks in the asphalt. So holding that thought, we're going to go into a few moments of meditation. And I would like to everyone just to focus in on the longing, the longing that we each have to see the world healthier, the longing that we have to have a role in bringing that about. It might be a little painful. That's okay. Lean into that longing. And then I ask you to open up some space on the altar of your consciousness to allow for the fact that the, the upheaval we're seeing is actually making room for that beautiful new bright future that Lawrence just mentioned. Open up space. Let's envision it. Imagine what it will feel like when we no longer have to be heartbroken about what is happening to this planet because we've come together as a species to help restore it. We've shifted from an economy of extraction to an economy of restoration. Allow for the possibility that that's exactly where we are right now. Let's create a little more space on the altar of our consciousness and just imagine every one of us interacting with one another, strangers on the street of different colors, different creeds, just greeting each other warmly and lovingly and kindly. It is possible. So just for a moment or two, holding that possibility, I ask you to let it perk within your, your own self. What is mine to do right now to help bring that reality into being? Clearly, 
Those who go before us, so lift 